Nai mai, haere mai, ki tēnei hōtaka, piki mai, kaki mai, welcome aboard the panel. Now, uh, due to ongoing strong wind gusts, Auckland Harbour Bridge will be operating with four lanes in each direction during the afternoon's peak travel, so expect delays. Take care, especially travelling on a lighter or higher side of vehicle. That's the Auckland Harbour Bridge this afternoon. And there's been a serious crash on State Highway 27 just north of Teodoro between Langlands Road and McMillan Road, so do follow directions, expect delays, and that section will be closed for some time. Follow the detours. And on the show today, a pre-budget speech day announcing $4 billion of savings. Meanwhile, food prices rose 12.5% in April. Fruit and veggie up 22.5%. Goodness, we look over the numbers after four. Seabed mining back in the news. Would you support extraction of 50 million tonnes of the seabed over 35 years to extract iron, titanium, vanadium, that makes steel very strong, apparently. Very important minerals. That's what one company wants. And a group of 90 wealthy Kiwis, they want to pay more tax. They've written an open letter about it. Why on earth would they want to do that? Well, one of the signatories joins us after 4.30, who, let's just say, is certainly not short of a bob. And with all that talk on the panel about your Rally 20 memories last month, some got in touch and asked... When are you going to talk about the cool bike? What was that, I asked? The chopper was the reply. You know, the big banana seat, the Harley Davidson handlebars, the flag. Did you own a chopper? Text me, 2101. Our Manahiri this afternoon, Heather Roy, former Deputy Leader, MP of ACT, now a professional director and principal of boutique company, consulting company, TalkPoint. Heather Roy, welcome Kia ora to the panel. Kia ora, Wallace. Nice to be here. Thank you. And Anton Matthews, the papa, husband, entrepreneur, director of Hustle Group, today our Māori champion, and uh, as I understand it, possibly a new uncle by the end of the show. Tenakwe, Anton, and wow. Tenakwe, Wallace. Yeah, wow. But unfortunately, I've just spoken to my sister. My sister's about 40 and, and some change weeks. Hapu, pregnant. Yeah. Uh, I've just spoken to her and she's not in labour. So unless she has the world's fastest uh, labour, <laughs> uh, I might still be waiting for another day. But, uh, All right. Crossed. Okay. Fingers crossed and uh, we can just relax for the for the hour and a bit. Uh, but to this, this is interesting. Kidfluencers can earn millions of dollars reviewing or selling products online. Here is one example of an 11-year-old promoting a hair curling tool on Instagram. Hey guys, so I'm just um, in the middle of doing my hair and I wanted to come on and just finish up with you guys. I cannot explain how much I love this thing. I use it every time I wash my hair or my friends' hair and they all tell me they love it. 11 years old. It's an industry that grew rapidly over the pandemic as kids spend more time online. Academics are calling for regulation to protect young people. Kate Dalmer is a senior lecturer and head of discipline of strategic communication at the University of Technology, Sydney. Kate, welcome. Hello, Wallace. Happy to be here. It's great to have you on here in Aotearoa there, Kate. Listen to that. Uh, It's interesting, isn't it, because, (laughs) how do you say it, something doesn't quite feel right when someone as young as 11 is touting product big time. Tell us more. 
That is correct, Wallace. Um, there's quite some troubling facts that we're seeing here or practices emerging online. Um, as we know, the growing trend, like what you have mentioned a while ago, is that we have very young children who are either owning their own social media accounts, they're named under their own names, clearly being managed by their parents, their guardians, or an account manager, or even just being promoted in their parents' own social media accounts. But the toys, the goods, the services that they're promoting, they're definitely not catering to the children demographic. So they're catering to adults and more mature um, groups of people. So there's some trouble in there because once we put children in marketing um, practices, we need to have more regulatory uh, conversations in terms of whether this is right or are we missing something here. Yeah, I was thinking, we we're, were talking about this quite a bit in the office actually, and I was wondering myself, if Junie got to the age of nine and started wanting to say sell yo-yos uh, <laughs> online, um, <laughs> what would I do? Before I go to the panel though, Kate, I have to ask, is this not entrepreneurial, giving kids a chance to set themselves up? Yes, I mean, the, in- the entire economics of the influencer marketing is saying that there could be some potential here for children to be involved. However, there are some gray areas. For example, there is inadequate disclosure by influencers. We don't know which ones of these posts are sponsored by brands. Traditional advertising would usually have a direct disclosure of who is paying for the brand, but here there is none. There's also lack of advertising transparency in terms of how, of how authentic are these posts. They clearly look staged and scripted, but then the problem there is that if no one is actually trying to tell other followers about it, there are some mindsets that are being created that may right. necessarily or that are not uh, true or may be false. Heather Roy, what's, what's your take on all of this? Well, on the face of it, it does look a bit distasteful, doesn't it, really? But I, th- I think the example that you played, Wallace, um, the mother of these two children, so the little girl was 11 and she's got a brother who's also involved as an influencer, I think is also an influencer. So you do wonder how much of that is being um, stage-managed and coordinated behind the scenes at home by by the mother. Um, Australia, I sort of have to declare a, a partial interest in this here. I was previously the chair of the New Zealand Advertising Standards Authority. Yes. And um, we uh, put in place about three years ago when I was still there, I'm no longer in that position, but we put in place um, social media influencer guidelines and declarations are needed to be able to advertise. That's right. Um, That was a big change here. It was a big change. And Australia, I have to say, Kate, is a little bit behind the the eight ball when it comes to the way in which it deals with advertising and regulation. It's good Uh, that you're on this afternoon, Heather. Yeah, yeah. look, we have have a lot more teeth here than than the Australians do. And... um, so I think it would be much harder, and at least people in New Zealand would have the ability to make complaints if they felt something was being done inappropriately. In Kate, can you just hold hold there? I'll just Anton to jump in, and then I'll come back to you, uh, Anton. Oh no, I was about, um, I'm glad that Heather brought that up because I was going to say I'm sure that you have to declare if it's paid advertising. Yes, that was my you first. do. But no, look. Yeah. Um, it's interesting. It's interesting that you talked about being entrepreneurial. Full disclosure: uh, if you jump on some of our social channels, um, might you'll, you'll see my kids. We we put up videos and content all the time that include our tamariki, our kids, um, and that's actually how they earn their pocket money, Wallace. So um, we're going Is overseas. That right? Yeah. Yep. Uh, they get ten bucks per video. They're only a, they're only about a minute uh, each. Um, but you know, if it wasn't them. 
um, I'd have to pay someone else to come in and be the talent. So what pay them, you know, keep them the family. Okay, a bit of, a bit to respond to there, Kate from Anton and Heather. Yeah, um, just on the note around the governance of the guidelines here in Australia, I do agree that as a country, we have quite a bit of work to do in terms of really looking into, well, how do you monitor this? Um, what are kinds of penalties, for example, if somebody doesn't abide with the guidelines? If it's a traditional media advertising or form of advertising, if there is a uh, an incident wherein you have to recall an advertisement, you're able to do that. But with social media, there's just quite a volume of activities there that are frequent, and it's quite difficult to monitor that as well. So I'm thinking, aside from industry regulation, self-regulation should be there. However, if parents are the ones who think that this is a good economic model, then there is, again, another layer there that not the entire society perhaps can uh, be accountable to. Just on the notion as well around money, I mean, France yep. is one of those countries um, in 2020 who have uh, been introducing laws around payment to children. We haven't heard that in Australia yet. So I think that is still something to be investigated. How are they, how, how are children really being paid with this kind of labor? But then again, we, we ask the question, how long should be there on, should be they, should, should, should be there uh, online and um, it is not play anymore. It's no, work. it's really it's real food for thought, Kate, isn't it? Uh, and yeah. Um, yeah, it's 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 a fascinating uh, topic. For now, though, we we'll have to uh, leave it there. But hopefully, we can um, get you back on. Oh, thank you. Thanks for having me. That is Kate Dummer there from the University of Technology in Sydney. Uh, and meanwhile, the response to the chopper is incredible. So we're going to be talking about that 25 past four. Wallace, I got a red chopper bike with a red glittery seat one Christmas when I was about seven. A girl was over and asked, where did I get it? I told her it was from Santa. No, it wasn't. She said, it's my old bike. Santa's not real. What a harsh way to find out. Not just about Santa, but the bike wasn't brand new. Quite the memory, though. So thank you very much for your, uh, here we go, another one here, uh, converted chopper, big gold speckled banana seat. That is what I'm talking about. I've been thinking, Heather Roy, take it away. Thanks, Wallace. I've been thinking, and this was stimulated actually by Ali Jones yesterday talking about the crisis in our health sector when yeah. she did her I've been thinking. I think that that's not the, it's not the only agency where this crisis, and I've been taking particular interest about the crisis in defence with 30% attrition over the past two, uh, two years. The government announced uh, an extra $419 million over four years this week, which will be part of the budget package, um, so that defence could pay their people better. But rather than just throwing money at a problem, you do actually need to understand the drivers uh, behind that. And look, to my mind, um, it's really too late to buy an insurance policy when your house is already on fire. So this is, although it will be welcomed by defence, it really is very late in the piece. Um, so uh, I think that a lot of the problems stem back to um, when the Defence Force was called to step in and man the MIQ uh, hotels, the quarantine hotels. Um, no one joined the Defence Force to be hotel security. It was very hard on families when um, somebody was away one week on deployment, then home the next, but away the following one again. It meant that training was put on hold for two years, and it takes a very long time when you have a gap like that to upskill people again. And often it's money, although defence salaries are a bit behind, 
people people often join for lifestyle choices. You know, it's it's a it's okay. a calling to them, and so I think that um, actually government needs to take responsibility for tackling pe- uh, these problems way earlier than they right. do, and looking at all the drivers. Very good, Heather Roy. Mm. Good to have you on. Thank you, uh, Anton Matthews. I've been thinking. <clears throat> I have been thinking about um, the current kaupapa that is in front of the Waitangi Tribunal, Te Ropu Whakamane Te Tiriti, um, which kind of centres around when the Ministry of Education will finally start to recognise the unique and spiritual, uh, sorry, special qualities and characteristics of kura kaupapa Māori. So, yeah, as I said, it's a, a kaupapa that's been hotly debated uh, at the moment. Uh, I was up in Wellington and, and had the pleasure of sitting in on the hearing yesterday. Oh, yeah. It'll just be really interesting to see how... Um, the ministry uh, sort of, I suppose, answers or justifies, you know, more than 35 years of underinvestment in kura kaupapa Māori. So interested in that space and keeping a close eye on that one. Yeah, because the deal there is uh, saying that um, kura kaupapa Māori have been enormously successful, right, in lifting uh, Māori uh, attainment uh, in a way that uh, other um, ways of doing it haven't been. Yeah. Oh, look, that's absolutely right. And I think the, at the core of this issue is the assumption by the ministry that Māori medium education and uh, kura kaupapa Māori are one and the same, when in fact they're um, actually vastly different. One is a, a type of schooling. Uh, the other one is a program that exists within uh, mainstream schooling. And so that's yeah. what's been debated at the moment, and it will just be really interesting to see how that plays out. Ah, very interesting, both of you. Anton Matthews, Heather Roy uh, this afternoon. Just uh, updating you on the uh, traffic there. Uh, Auckland Harbour Bridge, strong winds due to ongoing strong winds. Auckland Harbour Bridge will be operating with four lanes in each direction during this afternoon's peak travel period. So do take extra care there. And there has been a crash, State Highway 27, just north of Tiro. Between Langlands Road and McMillan Road, uh, do follow the directions there and expect delays. That section is going to be closed, uh, as I understand it, for uh, quite some time. Wonderful responses regarding the memories of when you had what some call the best bike on planet Earth, and that was the Chopper. 2101 to text.